0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the right side with Doug Billings. We are on all of the podcast platforms in the nation. Please go out there and subscribe on your favorite one, whether it's Apple Podcast or Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher. And of course, we're over there on YouTube as well. Please subscribe. To the right side with Doug Billings on your favorite podcast platform, and also go over to YouTube, please. You want to see, you want to see what I look like when I'm talking to you, right? Subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, and like some of the videos that you see over there, and uh, like and subscribe and tell your friends about the podcasts as well. So we appreciate that. The other day, yesterday, Joe Biden, <laughs> so. <laughs> Joe Biden held his first slow-pitch softball press conference in over 80 days yesterday. And he said this. Listen to what he said. He said, I'm constantly being tested for cognitive decline. (laughs) I mean, you can't make this. He said it. He said it. I'm constantly being tested for cognitive decline. As if that is supposed to quell all of our fears about his dementia. I'm constantly being tested for cognitive decline. (laughs) Oh, so, well, listen, it's astonishing that he said that. Um, It's astonishing that a political candidate for the presidency of the United States is being constantly tested for cognitive decline. Unbelievable. That's all we need to know. Thank you very much. This will be the inroad to the prediction that I've been making since March, that Joe Biden is not going to be the new Democratic Socialist Party nominee for president. This is exactly the statement that they needed. You know, those who are in charge of the new Democratic Socialist Party. This is the statement they needed. This is the statement they wrote for him. That they made him say. If you think that Joe just said this on his own, you're missing it. You're not thinking clearly. I'm constantly being tested for cognitive decline. This is the first step of the soon-to-be intervention that the new Democratic Socialist Party is going to have with Joe in order to remove him from the candidacy process. They're going to make it appear as a sad story. At the end of an otherwise illustrative career, they're going to say, well, let's play upon their heartstrings. This is what they're saying in the back rooms of the new Democratic Socialist Party where they're smoking expensive cigars and drinking even more expensive scotch. Let's play upon the country's heartstrings and step in. We've already made him say it. He's being tested for cognitive decline. Then they're going to position their real nominee in place to be the president of the United States. Now, I don't know who that is, but I've been saying since March that Joe Biden is not going to be the new Democratic Socialist Party nominee for president of the United States. They're not going to put a man who's tested continuously for cognitive decline in the Oval Office. You can count on that. So they're going to hope that their sentimental SAP story of his, con- his cognitive decline therapy and testing is going to be the inroad to the intervention that will replace him. So look for all of this to happen. We've, we've just seen the first step of the replacement, but I think that my prediction is coming true. So we'll see what happens. But yesterday's, that line from the press conference is the only thing I remember. It's the only thing that most of us should remember from that press conference. I'm being continually tested for cognitive decline. Good Lord, ladies and gentlemen. So, President Trump, here's what President Trump needs to do. He needs to go on offense fast and hard right now in a big way with regards to the mobs and the riots, the anarchy it's clear that someone who's in the process of cognitive decline can't deal with the issues that are facing the country. So here's one way how to do it, Mr. President. Look at New York. New York Mayor Bill Heil Hitler de Blasio has caved in to the liberal New Democratic Socialist Party mob, and he's agreed to cut $1 billion, B-billion dollars b 1000000000 from the New York City Police Department. And it's not only, it's so moronic, and it's such an astronomically disastrous decision, it's hard to even know what to say about it. But it's not going to turn out well for the city of New York. The once great city of New York is on her knees. And Rudy Giuliani I'm making a plea to you as well tonight, along with the president. We have got to have, talk about interventions, we've got to have an intervention with the people of New York. They've got to shed Bill de Blasio. But here's what President Trump specifically should do, I think, in order to go on offense. Begin to advocate for higher pay rates and better benefits for law enforcement officers. Begin to work with police unions throughout the nation. Now look, I've made a career in other sections of my life working against unions and trying to keep them under control, but here's the deal. I love America's law enforcement officers, and I know that most of them belong to labor unions. We need to negotiate and compromise and work with these labor unions for the police departments to get better salaries and better benefits. And President Trump, please hear me. If I'm a nobody, I get it. But please, would somebody get this to the president's attention? Here's my steps for making this offensive outline work. Work with the police unions in tandem with their local city elected officials, their state local city officials, and begin to negotiate a higher pay rate, better benefits, and so forth. We're seeing record numbers of police officers retire because they're not going to put up with it. Get on this immediately, Mr. President. The average police officer makes, what, $40,000 a year? This isn't anywhere close to enough money for what they have to put up with. The the Johnny and Sarah Snowflakes who rant and rave and get right in their face and who have no idea how to assimilate in any kind of environment outside of their mom and dad's basement or perhaps a panic room because they have to take a final test in college. These are the, the only ways they know how to react. Intellectually immature adolescent behavior that the police have to put up with. President Trump, please, I beg you go to these cities that are on fire. Go to Seattle, go to Minneapolis. Go to go to these cities. Much like President Bush did upon the rubble of the World Trade Center, Go to those cities, stand on the rubble, if you will, and rally the nation and rally the troops, in this case, the law enforcement officers, rally them, rally them, and and, and promise us all that this kind of anarchy will be stopped by you and by your new initiatives. Get your cabinet involved, your military, have them appear with you on camera in these cities on the rubble, get a bullhorn, speak through it so that the surrounding neighborhoods can hear your voice, not only through the television or the radio, but through the very streets themselves. We can be inspired by you, Mr. President. We already have been. Stand upon the rubble in these cities. Go to these burning cities and speak to us and and tell us that you're going to make these changes. Part of the initiative can be an upgrade in training. Bring in the military to train the police. Begin to transform the police into more of a paramilitary organization and make sure that the American people see it. Make sure that they see the training happen. Visit the training grounds after you initiate the initiative. Walk through them. Talk to the new police officer training programs, the cadets, if you will. Shake their hands. Congratulate them. Go to their graduations. Let them see this. But between now and November, make these initiatives part of what you're doing. Let them begin to take place and go to the cities before the election. Go to the cities that are on fire, and led by the new Democratic Socialist Party. Meet them on their turf, Mr. President. Then once you get that initiative underway, turn your attention towards teachers. Begin to advocate for higher wages for teachers who who, who perform, and much like the police officers have to perform. We're going to weed out the bad characters, and your initiative should include those measures and those mechanisms that will weed out the bad apples. And we have to realize, America, that no system is perfect. We're going to do our best to weed them out. But with regards to teachers, much in the same way that you do with law enforcement, Mr. President. Newer, better wages, better benefits. Set standards high. And steps that outline how teachers can begin to make more than $35,000 a year. Police officers, teachers... They need to be on the same playing field as doctors. Have your Department of Education require that all aspects of our history are taught with emphasis on the founders, the framers, with emphasis on divine providence, the role of God and an appreciation of civic duty and volunteerism. Make these things mandatory. These are the things that the Founding Fathers wanted in our public education system. We've lost our way through the years. Schools that don't comply, Mr. President, will lose funding or other resources. It's that simple. Finally, I would like to suggest that you pass legislation that will allow for school vouchers or some sort of similar program that will help all parents and their children attend any school of their choice, not for free, but with added scholarships and academic incentives. We've got to begin to look at this to go on offense, to go on offense in these last 130 some odd days before the election, then begin to offer students who want to become teachers or want to become law enforcement officers, incentives. If they agree to teach or patrol or work in certain districts or cities for, say, five years or so, then they can get their tuition reimbursed by the district or some such plan that will lessen their burden. It's not giving education for free. They're working for it. But it's much like an employer who... Who hires an employee and then offers a tuition reimbursement program, we've got to be able to do this for for teachers and 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 for people who want to become teachers, who want to become law enforcement officers. Then I think we need to work on lowering, obviously lowering the overall cost of education. There are other people much smarter than me that can come up with ways that this is possible but i don't believe that it's impossible make it effort based right an idea repay a portion of a student's tuition if he or she gets a certain grade point average maybe if a if a student gets a 4.0 grade percentage uh, grade average they they get 40% of their tuition reimbursed to them each semester you know whatever what something needs to be done Without giving it away for free incentive based I do not believe in giving things away for free at all so can we can we try, Mr. President, to go on the offense and try these things? If a student wants to be a doctor, if they earn certain grade point averages or other academic accolades achievements or 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 whatever they earn? They earn a certain tuition reimbursement amount. Now, maybe we can create things such as the GI Bill, right, for law enforcement officers and people who want to be teachers or doctors. Say after 15 or 20 years of service, they get a stipend from the government or the department or the city for which they worked. And maybe if they work in different cities throughout the years and different departments, different organizations, that stipend follows them but it's always based on their efforts and their achievements and they're graded and held accountable. And if they're not, if they're not able to make the grade, if they're not able to cut the mustard in whatever role they've chosen, police officers or teachers or whatever, then they're out. They, they don't qualify for the benefit. We, we have to be able to incentivize. And I, I, I'm just spitballing here, but this, this, I think Mr. President is how you should go on the offense to inspire and to motivate to reimagine the way that we recruit, the way that we train, the way that we retain police and teachers. But I think, Mr. President, it's imperative that you get out into the country. You visit these devastated cities that are run by the new Democratic Socialist Party. They're all all of them on fire in some way or another, and I know that you can prioritize the ones that are most on fire. Uh, just off the top of my head, Chop or whatever the hell it's called in Seattle. You probably ought to go there. You ought to stand on the rubble if you know what I mean. Minneapolis, the epicenter of this whole mythical Black Lives Matter movement that thinks that they're, you know, in that they care about human life. Go there. Go to Minneapolis. You'll be railed upon, for sure, by your critics. But what else is new, Mr. President? What else is new? If people see you standing on the rubble, and as I said, get a bullhorn. Stand on the street corner and let the people in that immediate area hear your real voice. Inspire us, motivate us, move us. We're aching for it. We're aching for that kind of leadership. No other Republican has done it in this entire era of COVID and mob riot and anarchy. And you're the man who can do it. Go with these kinds of ideas. Go on the offense. Do what you do best, Mr. President. Speak from your heart about the passion and love you have for this country. Mr. President, I care about you, and I care about your your presidency. I believe that you are called by divine providence to be the President of the United States at this moment. Yes, I believe that you're going to win in November, but you could put the clamp down and seal it within weeks if you go and stand on the rubble. That's all the time I have tonight for this edition of The Right Side with Doug Billings. Mr. President, I'm a nobody. I would like to suggest these things to you. I hope somehow, in some way, that you see this message. And if it's not for me, I hope that somebody else has the same ideas that I've shared here tonight, so that you hear them. I'm begging you, sir, please go stand on the rubble. And to you, Mr. President, and everyone else who may be watching or listening, Thank you for spending time with The Right Side with Doug Billings. May God continue to bless you, all. You all have a pack of blessings on your backs. And may God continue to bless the United States of America.